Uh, hi, and welcome everyone to the Creative Cast. My name is Lucas Hallman, and for this week's episode, uh, we are joined by Andreas Blitberg, uh, joining all the way from Sweden. And I'm very happy to have you here. Welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, thank you, Lucas. Very glad to be here. Yeah, it's um, a pleasure. Like, it's funny actually the story um, how we got to meet each other because it was like quite a long time ago, um, and like we met yeah. in like uh, a small city in the south of Spain. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's a story. I was still in high school, and um, Jesus, like, I was at least like seven or eight years ago easy yeah it must be yeah holy it, shit it, it, yeah and like, that was quite random yeah and it, you like and you came and you actually came to my school and that's how we connected and uh, yeah. we stayed connected like on facebook since then and now somehow this podcasting uh kind of uh i don't know helped us to to you know, actually get connect, reconnected. Like oh, yes. Sometimes oh. randomness is the key to... Yeah, you never know. You never know what's going <laughs> yeah. around and how it's going to end up. So I'm very happy that, you know, we kept that connection. Um, I've learned that you uh, are a fine student and now you're applying to do your master's degree there in Sweden. And... Um, I would love to hear all about that and let's get started to uh, getting to know you better. So feel free to share with us um, a bit of your background story and how you ended up um, in the finance sector. Oh yeah, so that's quite a broader topic, but I will try to keep it short. Um, first of all, I'm 23 years old and I just finished my bachelor's degree in finance. Um, it was finance brokerage, so that's kind of kind of investment banking and uh, yeah, stock brokerage. Mm-hmm. But uh, my background is um, I, I was born like in the in the countryside in Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, with like uh, middle class family, hardworking. So I wasn't like that. They are not academians, my parents, and they are not like in in the finance sector at all okay so that's kind of my own uh, my own thing that okay. i found later just in life. To have that. Yeah. oh yeah so th- yeah the, the first thing when i when i came to like high school and i applied to high mm-hmm. school I, I was completely wrong with like what uh, subject i i chose uh, yeah. And um, yeah, it, it was actually like transportation and like uh, car mechanics and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I was never like comfortable with the situation, but I always thought like um, I, I can do it uh, later in, in university and like go the, the direction that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, actually later I I just said that. That, that would not be the thing to go. So I, I actually changed the high school direction to economics. Mm. And uh, yeah, fr- from there it is that, that I've just been in the finance sector. And yeah, it's been 
like six years now okay. uh, that I've been just totally financed. So All right. it, it's getting to be a few years now. So Okay. So how, how, how has been your experience so far with it? Yeah, so far, uh, like I, I can imagine with like many topics, um, w- when you start to learn something about a topic, Mm. Uh, th- then you will learn how much you don't know. Th- yeah. You you think it's quite a, an easy topic, maybe, but mm-hmm. as you get deeper and deeper, there will always be like more things to learn. Yeah. And like in finance, there, there's like unlimited things to discover. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you will never get fully learned. But but that's still a challenge. So I, I, I'm kind of like I'm driven by that. I like that. That generally applies like uh, pretty much every topic I've, I've involved myself with or I've went deeper on. Um, you just realize um, the more you learn, the more you realize um, how little you know about that topic. And, and, but it does really apply to everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, because before you just yeah. didn't know. Yeah, yeah, and really. now you kind of get a glance or what's out there and you feel so overwhelmed right uh wait. do the things that is yeah, yeah. in front of you and just there you go one step at a time mm. okay so um how about um talking about your specialization and your plans for what you're actually going for right now like finance brokerage uh, which is like um, I, I want to work with uh, either like investment banking with mm. the merger and acquisitions so uh, I, I want to help like companies to to uh, for, for say if you if you do a company with the creative cost mm. and you, you want to like retire or something so mm. you want to sell the podcast yeah, and uh, th- th- then I would be there to help you, like, get the shares sold, uh, and not just like get the maximum amount of money for the shares, but still, like, y- you want to sell to a good person w- who will take care of the mm-hmm. podcast, okay, and like all-, all the things around that. Okay, interesting. So th- that's kind of the direction that I'm going for. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, kind of like, uh, um. Okay, but it's like specifically about uh, the financial trajectory of it. Yeah, okay. if you look at like a real estate broker, it's like they're the same thing, but with a company instead of a property. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, okay, so the 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 master degree would be in within that. Where your connection is a bit slow right now. Uh, that, that's actually with one of the in with like um, sorry, the sorry, beginning here. I'm that, sorry for interrupting it. you. Could could you repeat that? Just the connection just went off for a second there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that that's the, the investment bank investment banking part is like the thing that I want to do 
um, like after school the, mm-hmm. the few years. But uh, th- then I want to go more to like asset management and okay, th- those kind of things. Yeah, nice. the thing is with those uh, jobs is that you 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 cannot do it without experience. So uh, yeah, that nobody yeah. will trust you to. Yeah, to it reminds uh, me like. Manage. I, I go back to um, what we were talking about um, before we hit record and it's about your trip to uh, to Switzerland uh, you just recently did um, and looking out for a place you know uh, where to work in future and you said as well you know um, getting the contacts and mm, yeah uh, I'm sorry not now the connection yeah man the internet is always yeah. <laughs> rough on me i don't know why <laughs> yeah. uh no i was i was uh talking we're, about we're doing it step by step uh but switzerland and your week there and how um you know for you that is a way of looking out for you know interesting places you might uh, work at and get experience and as well as networking and getting um, those contacts down as well uh, why might switzerland be an interesting spot for you well like um, switzerland especially like um, the two cities that i want to that, that i feel that is a good place to work with is uh, it's Bern and zurich so mm-hmm. those are the two cities and uh, for like the city specific yeah, things is that they, they are I, I really like the cities that mm. they are like they have their old towns and yeah they are like really cozy which one did you have seen like Luzern or or Zürich hmm, let's see uh, I, I, I stayed in Bern ah Bern okay So yeah, yeah. Why Switzerland? Um, what, the first thing is why not Sweden? And uh, like, th- then you, the only city that you can work in uh, is like Stockholm and Gothenburg. Mm-hmm. If you want to work with like investment banking or yeah. asset management, um, but like, I, I don't like the taxes. First of all, mm-hmm. they are like super high. Okay. We are like infamous of having. Very high taxes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, still. And I, you know, I want to travel abroad and like see the world. So Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be in Sweden. Because you will lose a lot of money if you stay there with your investments. Uh, Compared to. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Switzerland is like, uh, I think it would be a good economic choice, but still like, I really like the city and they speak like a lot of languages. So I I can learn a few languages. Yeah, sorry. Connection is bad again. Wait for a second. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if it's you, if it's me, but... (laughs) Um, Sometimes it sucks, but... It's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Do you think it's yours or not sure as well? I, I'm not sure. I 
I usually have a quite good connection, but okay. now I haven't been here for one week, so maybe something happened. Mm. Maybe just give it a quick check. Just in case, maybe there's something we can do, but I would just hope for the best <laughs> because often it's, you know, problem of the, oh, yeah. of the um, you know, providers and not yours. So. so it's probably all right for you. Right now, it seems quite stable. Is it? All right, all right, all right. Um, so another in interesting uh, thing, actually, one of the topics you brought up is, um, you know, actually like proper education about finance um, before you specialize in it doing, you know, for example, a bachelor's degree. So let's say high school. And so... Um, yeah. In which in which sense, uh, you know, our education is lacking that kind of input. Um, so, can you take the question again? <laughs> yeah, like what what important information we're missing out in school about this sector? Oh yeah. Um, actually, I, I've been working as a lecturer in. Mm -hmm. In like high schools in Gothenburg, okay. so I, I, I've been doing these these lectures about personal finance for over two thousand pupils. Nice. So uh, oh, actually, wow. I, I do have. Sounds... Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, I do have quite a good like insight in this subject. Okay. And um, like how how schools teach about uh, like personal finance and like investing and saving. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't really do that, especially here in Sweden. Uh, mm. They they have like budget making as like the maximum, mm -hmm. but that, that's like re really basic, and you don't like get any insights in like investing okay. and stuff. So, so the young people in Sweden don't get the education about this, and I. That wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Um, Sorry. Can you, can, yes. you, can you go back like five seconds? <laughs> Just keep oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is gonna mess uh, up. Oh yeah, but we'll try to cut it like in a like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that like globally, like young people get education about this. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it is not. Yeah, it is not like a hard topic, but it, it is like if you don't know it, then you don't know what to read about. Yeah, uh, and that that's kind of a pity, and that's that's what like the. The thing that I worked with, that was like the project ID. It's mm -hmm. like a political project. Like we want to push this out in the school, uh, mm -hmm. in the schools more. Okay, but nice. uh, so far we 
we actually have one school now that has like a high school direction, which is like stock saving. Okay, nice. Like you kind of nice courses too. there. Yeah, that's like the organization as a whole, not, not just me, but but we have like somehow succeeded to push this in a little bit. Uh, and actually, this is very this is very like uh, appreciated by the teachers mm -hmm. that we come out and like le learn their pupils about this. because normally they don't know it either they don't have like the knowledge to mm -hmm. teach about it okay and like if you get the teenagers like this knowledge early in life that they can just make so big changes with, with like just one hour lecture about it yeah definitely they'll start making better decisions uh, early on right what are like the main problems that drive um, from the kind of education we're getting right now, lacking that. Like what I'm, the question again. Yeah, what are we missing out? Like how does it hurt us not learning all those basic skills when it comes to finance, personal finance? Yeah, it, it, it really hurts like the the, the middle class and like the lower class yeah. um, because like the upper class that they usually have get that education like in home because mm -hmm. the, the, their parents know these things and like the, the knowledge if we don't do it like in school that the knowledge will stay with the upper class yeah true. But really when we do get it in the school curriculum mm -hmm. then we will get the middle class and like everyone will have the opportunity to invest in stocks, which, yeah. which is the, the asset class that have provided the best returns. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a good thing that we learn about this. Okay. What are some key, key topics uh, we should learn at school? Like, give me some, some bullet points there. Like we should learn oh, yeah. about this, so, and this and this. Yes. When I was out, uh, and lecture about it. Mm. Uh, we we talked about saving, like how can you even get money in over in the end of the month? Mm -hmm. And we talked about loans that you should not take like loans without uh, collateral and like expensive loans. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we loans void and loans could be good but are not. Okay. Uh, and like uh, the, the investing part, and we talked about pensions. So that, that's kind of the, the main topics. Okay. Okay. And um, if you get those things um, early in life, you, you can make a lot of changes. All right. All right. What would you say is like the number one mistake most people do early in their life? Yeah, the, the number one mistake is that they don't save. They don't Even save if they money. have the knowledge, they they, use, they they automatically think that like it's only for the rich and like uh, I'm just a student. I I cannot afford to save anything. Okay. I, I don't have the money left in the end of the month. Mm -hmm. But uh, like 
it, it's so easy, like for, for many people, especially in Sweden, because it's quite a rich country. Yes. Um, like if you just don't take a few cup of, cups of coffee, like out. Yeah. Th- th- then you have a few, uh, a few money to, to invest. Okay. And, and that's it. You don't need a lot of money, but like if you have 10 or 20 euros, it's fine. Mm. But for one month, that's that's a start. Yeah, it's already a beginning. So yeah. how would you invest those 10, 20 euros a month? Yeah, that, that's kind of a good question. Um, and many people think that they like, that they want to invest in separate stocks and like, they they want to do these active decisions, but uh, I would just say like buy an index fund with as money. Okay, but like because an EDF? Then, then you don't need mm-hmm. to like. Oh yeah, an EDF is just fine. If okay. it, it has like the exposure to the whole, all of the stocks like available, so mm-hmm. then you don't need to like know so many things. You can like put in a few, a few dollars in it, like ten, twenty dollars, yeah, every month, and it's a start. You you mm. will get easily exposure to the stock market. Yeah. That's that's good already. Okay, what are all the tips like people should follow? Or guidelines. So yeah, yeah. The the tips is for, first of all, you should be a little bit like you, you shouldn't be like cheap. But you should be a little bit economically thinking. Mm-hmm. You, you, you should not like throw money at things which is not necessary. For example, and, and like, for example, that, that cup of coffee like at Starbucks. Okay. You, you just you just don't do that like two times a month, and you will have a okay. Start. Don't waste money. And <laughs> don't waste money. <laughs> That's not a good thing. So yeah, that's the first thing. And when you do have like a little bit of money, you will start to save this money and you will see this account growing and that will be like the next motivation for you. When you see this account growing slowly but surely, mm-hmm. it will be for most people that they will get motivated by looking at this account. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought this was another, another point coming. Yeah, I have like, another point. It's like the, yeah. it reminds me of the principle of the golden goose. You know that one? With, that lays the golden eggs. Oh, wait, the connection is off again. There you go. Um, do you know that one? The the goose that lays uh, that lays golden eggs. Um, like, not really. Go, go like ahead and tell me. I, every every month, it. yeah, like she like she she lays down a golden egg, right? And it's like the, this farmer has this one chicken that does it, uh, or goose. And then um, the principle is always like keep keep the the goose and. Um, make profit or out of the the lane eggs and it's it's a way of um, in standing passive income as well and 
wasting money would be killing that goose for very short for a short um, benefit in time. But um, with a, uh, regardless of how the future would look like, because you're not getting those golden eggs anymore because you killed the goose, right? Yeah, that, that that makes completely sense. And that's kind of the way it is. It, it's a good simplification, like how it is. Yeah, just like an analogy. It basically is once yeah. you have managed to save up a certain amount of money, uh, which gives you dividends or it, it gives you some degree of passive income, uh, whether it's based off an investment of some sort, or maybe it's real estate or any any kind of um, um, piece of investment. Um, that's what you need to keep. Like if you sell all of that just to buy a fancy car, but after that, you don't have anything left. That's not going to benefit you in long term. No, that's very good that you say that. And that's like the next next step. Okay. Like when you have uh, quite a lot of money, mm-hmm. you will get like yeah, you will get um, these feelings that you. Sorry, can I send it? Wait, wait, sorry. Like, can, can, can I repeat that? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's kind of like the the nature of human beings. You want these short term emotions that mm. when you spend, you, you will get like a, a sense of uh, a victory. Yeah. And you, you don't like think for the long term. Uh, but that, that's the next step. Like, if you do have this money, how can you be so self-disciplined and not remove this from your account? Yeah, right. It seems illogical. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, that, that, that's very hard. And you, you know, it's up to every every human being that they. It's a decision that you make every day. If you have this account with a lot of money. You you have to like not remove and uh, sorry sorry quick break here again. Um, I feel like it's probably me. <laughs> it's me, not you. It's it's, it's me. <laughs> oh Jesus. No, but oh, yeah. it, it could, it could sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, uh, I hope you don't, you're not mad at me, but I'll ask you to to repeat. Oh, no, no, no. The last few sentences you you said, I didn't hear you. Ah, like when you have this big account of money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the thing is when you. When you have like an account with large amounts of money, mm-hmm. let's say you, you will be like, what? Let's say like let's put some numbers down. Yeah, for example, you have fifty thousand euros. Okay, which is already you, quite a you, lot. Okay. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have this amount of money. Okay. Uh, you will, you you will have like the the options to like. 
buy a nice car, you can buy a Porsche, Jaguar with that money. Yeah. Um, but like the thing is, is that you, if you do this, then, then all, all the future, like all the future gains from investing will be like removed from you. Yeah, yeah. Your investing power, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing that will give you the good results in the end is the compounding interest. Mm. So if if you remove money from your account, you will not receive Sorry, it just it just blocked for the last few seconds. Didn't hear the ending. Yeah. Like if you if you remove it. Yeah, if you remove the money, you will not receive the compound interest. And like, if you save for a very long time, mm -hmm. then the part that you actually have worked for and saved yeah. saved this money that that will shrink. That percentage will shrink because the the returns that you provide will be will take a bigger part. So yeah, all right. It just uh, you just said the word um, compound interest. What does that? Maybe you mind uh, explain that real quick. Oh yeah. So for example, if you say like uh, I don't have like the numbers in my head but like if you save one hundred dollars yeah every month um for like 20 years mm. with with eight percent return which is like the stock market average okay th then m most people think that you will have like uh maybe like twenty thousand or you know they, they will think about like one hundred dollars every month for 20 years but they will underestimate the effects of the returns mm -hmm. because all of these years you will receive uh, returns on the money but you will still reinvest the returns yes so for, for an example if you have 100 100 yeah and you receive a 10 percent return then you will have 110 dollars and if you receive month, another 10 yeah. percent yeah, uh, I'm doing years now, so not okay. Any yeah, yeah, okay. Monthly savings, just one hundred dollars. Sure. That th that's yeah. So you have one hundred, you get ten percent, so mm -hmm. you will have one hundred and ten dollars. If you receive another ten percent, then you will have one hundred twenty-one. So the the first returning dollars. Year one will be ten dollars, mm. and in year two you will have eleven dollars. Yeah. So, but but you you still haven't like you haven't put any money in it. You you just let the money work. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps uh, feeding itself, and normally the um, the return percentage uh, sort of stays the same. Will receive Right, so that's what you mean with compound um, returns of investment. So, in a sense, like it keeps re refeeding itself over and over. 
Exactly. Uh, and you don't really have to do much at all. Like, yeah. if just, you just let your money sit and you get the returns, but you don't remove the returns, yeah. you let the money stay in the account, then you will, you will receive more and more returns. Yeah, yeah. Only by investing 100 euros once. Yes. That's already much better than um, comparing it to just putting it in the bank, in a bank account where you literally, you often have almost no interest um, or sometimes even negative interest where you have to pay to to do that. So that's the thing. If you don't have the education about saving in stocks, then most people will actually like put this money into a non-interest bearing account. Yeah. So you you will you will not receive anything. Yeah. But it, it if you do invest there. it, then, yeah, it just sits there. And like in real terms, you, you will lose quite a lot of money because with the inflation. Yeah. So. It, for example, if you have one hundred dollars today, and if you had it thirty years ago, mm. which time will you be able to buy the most amount of things? Yeah, no, thirty years ago uh, because of inflation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- that that would buy you like three times as much things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And as I said, like that's only assuming you invest a hundred euros once. Normally, what you do is you have an investment plan, which means you are regularly um, putting money in on a constant basis, like every month or every year, right? So that growth is faster. Yeah. So if you do have that routine, like the investment plan set up, it's quite easy to follow because you will like in your like consumption budget you will not think about this money that you have to invest because that's like already set up you don't see that as money disposable yeah so that's a good thing that you have an investment plan and you do save very regularly every month or something okay so uh, what, what's what's the best move for, you know, uh, let's say, you know, someone that is earning about basic income, let's say a thousand euros a month, all right? Um, like without removing taxes, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So you you effectively getting even less, right? You're getting, I don't know, like seven, eight hundred euros max, like netto, right? Um. And assuming like half of your income goes to rent and you have left for everything else but rent for one month and it's, let's say, 400 bucks. How would you, how would you organize that money? So that, that's quite a hard topic because everybody, they are not able to save. You know, if you have a very low income, the first problem is not to save for the future. The first problem is to survive, like yeah, okay. good, uh, every day, you know. Yeah, which is to, to have important. a shelter over your head. So, but, but 
Yeah, it is. But uh, with that money in your example, um, th- then I-, I definitely see that th- depending on like if you have children or mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, I-, I see that you should be able to save at least something. But like go on sales when you buy food and clothing. Mm-hmm. Tr- try to be a little bit smart and don't like be eating out as much. Mm-hmm. So just try to save, uh, you, you know, try to save something. Yeah. Just get started. Mm-hmm. Don't try to save with that income. Don't try to save like $200 because that, that would not be possible in most cases. Mm, and yeah, like you will be discouraged when you you're not able to do it okay. so you just try to do something and be, be smart with your money okay okay and so that, be, that, that's be, maybe easier said than done but like try to try to find your ways to save money and mm, like okay just get started yeah i see you um so i i like how the idea is uh it's more important to get started rather than uh, investing a lot from the very beginning, because it's 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 yeah, a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. long it's a long term game, and you it's it's always when you, when you do any sort of investment plan, it's always projected within five to ten to fifteen years at least, right? And you you should not invest in stocks like if you have few years like two two years that's too, short. too risky okay you, you yeah yeah it is so like the the thing with the stock market is that you can lose half of your money quite mm-hmm. easily yeah. and it does happen like on a regular basis and like if you invest money that you really need like in two years mm-hmm. th- then you're taking too much risk yeah but like if you have five or 10 years, then even if the stock market is down 50% and you lose half of your money, mm-hmm. then you have time to recover. Yeah. So the, yeah. the, the lowest like time frame is five, five to 10 years. Okay. Oh, I like that. And um, your, like your bet for someone that's starting out, you know, doesn't, you know, have the knowledge as well um, to, you know, make, make, you know, personally do all the moves, you know, to just make some kind of plan where you just put some money in regularly and then forget about it. What would you say? What's, what's the best bet right now? What's the safest, less risky bet for someone in your... Yeah, so the thing with like... Yeah, the the thing with risk is uh, your your time frame and also like your psychology and like how your economy as a whole looks like. Mm-hmm. If if you have like you you have your house fully paid, no more mortgage, okay, and you you don't have like you you have a lot of money over every month, then you could be able to take higher risks with okay. your money. So, for th- example, that, that's a lot depending on like y- your situation. Okay. But um, for example, if you don't have your house uh, mortgage free, you do have like a regular income uh, and you have a 10 years plus yeah. time frame. Uh, 
then you should be investing in the stock market. And I think that like a global index fund mm-hmm. is both. Um, that's a good start, and then you you should be able to get going with that. And you you can read as long as you go and like try to find the different parts that you think is more a better investment mm-hmm. and not just like a global ETF. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you go with small cap companies or like emerging countries, um, but that's the thing you need to do a little bit later when, when you know what you're investing in. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's very important because if you do invest in like small cap stocks, um, and you you are not informed about what you're investing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if you lose a lot of money at that time, then you will be like, you, you will adjust your investment strategy and like sell at the bottom instead, because you you don't you you haven't understood what you invest in. Mm-hmm. And that's like the key thing, because if you do invest in in things that you you do understand and you think that it's a good a good strategy that that you have mm-hmm. you will be more convinced even if you lose a lot of money at a short okay. time yeah so you're not so scared you, you will be able down. to yeah yeah you, you will be able to sit in the boat or what you say mm-hmm. like um, when the boat is shaking you, you are sitting okay okay i see Mm. I think um, I feel like uh, fear is quite an important word um, when it comes to analyzing why most people actually don't invest the money. Yeah. So, so the thing is that, like, like the the most talked about topic about stocks is that they are risky. Mm-hmm. And that you, you shouldn't do it because you can lose a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But like, if you invest, for example, in your savings account, yeah. If you do, if you do know that you have twenty years and you save it with no interest, then you you are you are guaranteed to lose money mm-hmm. with inflation. Yeah. But like in stocks, if you have twenty years. Then you you can gain money and you are not guaranteed to lose money. Yeah. But the thing with fear is that you know nobody wanna lose his money, and that's why they don't invest because they don't wanna lose what they have worked for. Yeah. Mm. Probably the lack of knowledge that you know kind of stops them as well. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, is that like, if you invest in the long term, the the stock market has, has never, on average, like lost money. Mm-hmm. If you invest in five or ten years, yeah, it's very very rare that you lose money in the stock market in the long term. If, if you don't do like specific bets on specific stocks and those specific stocks is like underperforming and yeah. going bankrupt. Okay. That's another thing. But like the stock market on average, it, it is fine in the long run. 
Mm. I think I think another uh, like for those who are uh, you know more keen to invest and want to um, optimize their portfolio, uh, you know I've I've learned um, in in the last um, years that diversification is very is key to that. Yeah, uh, it is because like if you do just invest in stocks, you have this like you ha- you have the risk of losing a lot of money in the stock market crashes and uh, a little bit of your portfolio allocated to, for example, like money. You, you have the non-interest bearing things. That, that that could be good to have like five percent with just having money uh, and not to go in one hundred percent stocks. Yeah, because I I think that most people is like overestimating their risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. That they think that you, you know if if the stock market is down a lot, uh, you could just sit and chill because you know that it will go up in the end. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that most people don't do that when they have lost quite a lot of money. Yeah. That they may be adjusting their strategy and like try to recover their, their losses. Mm-hmm. But the, the the best thing to do is to be diversified, like in the beginning, uh, and like maybe invest. For for example, I like gold. Investing in gold. Mm-hmm. That that's a good thing because. Um, nor- normally, when stocks go down, like there is a crisis in the yeah. stock market, then people are running with their money to gold, yeah, and, and they are buying gold, which means that the prices of gold is running up. Yeah, it's rising in, in the short term. That's in the crisis, okay. and if you have a little bit of gold already before the crisis. Yeah. Then you will have an an asset class in your portfolio that mm, that is the, going up slightly. I mean, uh, precious metals. But as they, an they asset are of like is uh, something I'm not wrapping my head around too well. <laughs> so, um, um, like you just said, the benefits it can have, but um, apart from you know, having something physical like that in in times of crisis. Uh, what's another good reason uh, you might want to invest? You know, in in precious metals. So the thing with precious metals is that, like gold, it, it has been used for like monetary purposes for thousands of years. You, you, yeah. We have been trading with gold like for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And the thing with gold is that it is like it is keeping its value, but it is not like intended to be like a high performing asset class. Mm-hmm. The, the thing with gold is that it should keep its value. Yeah. And like if you do invest 100% in gold, you will mo- most likely underperform like if you invest in mm-hmm. like 30 years time. Okay. So you, you shouldn't be investing in gold just purely for like getting returns. You, yeah. you should do it as a complement to a stock portfolio. 
okay. because of the the diversification benefits. Oh, because okay, all right. So it's very low risk. It, it could be, you know, gold is quoted in fiat money, so it is quoted in euros. It is quoted in dollars. Yeah, uh, and the, the 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 demand for gold is shifting, and also the supply, mm -hmm. which means that the price of gold is also shifting quite a lot. Okay, so does, the thing is, is that it, it is quite uncorrelated with the stock market. Yeah. So you you don't want two asset classes that are perfectly correlated with each other in price. Mm -hmm. like, like for example, if you buy a Swedish index fund, you just buy the Swedish stocks, and you buy a German uh, index fund yeah. with German stocks, then then you are not really, they are quite high highly correlated in the short term. Yeah. So if there will be a stock market, then these two funds will go down quite a lot, both of them. But the thing with like precious metals as silver or gold, mm -hmm. Is that you don't have this because, yeah, people will run into gold and silver as well. Okay. So that's the diversification benefit. Yeah, I see. Um, so right now, what are the sectors you're investing in? So you said um, you're investing in um, precious metals and you're also um, investing in the stock market. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I actually done my bachelor thesis on this subject, like mm -hmm. how gold is performing in a stock portfolio. Yes. And we actually found that 5.68% gold is like the optimal part to, to be allocated to gold. Because, yeah, and that's also a 50-year period. So that's from 1971 on the American Stock Exchange. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so if you had 5.68% gold in 1971 and you invested until today, th then that portfolio would be the one with highest risk-adjusted returns. Okay. So nice. th that, that's not just like absolute returns, but that's also like how, how you have returns in, in relation to how much your portfolio is fluctuating yeah. in value. So you, you don't want fluctuations in value. That's a thing you want to avoid as investors. You want this to be as linear, linearly as possible. Yeah. You don't want volatility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you, steady you want, growth. Like the no. optimal scenario is that you have, yeah, Steady growth, that's a key word. Uh, and you don't want like the volatility. Yeah. And if you had 5.68% gold in an American S&P 500 mm. index fund, then you would have received the best risk adjusted returns. Mm. Okay. Um, a question that, that I've asked myself back in the days was, can literally anyone just participate in stocks or index funds? Or are there some requirements that you need? 
to do that. Yeah, so the requirements pretty much to invest in an index fund is just have an account. And of course, then, then you should also be like the, the banks that keep your account is mm-hmm. also like responsible to keep a check on you that you, you are not like laundering money and stuff. So that, yeah. that's kind of the requirement that you should be able to have your account. And uh, yeah, some countries may have other laws, but th- that's most likely not a problem. Okay, if if so, you have your account, you can start trading. Okay, so that's pretty much it. So um, is there any age restriction as well? I'm not sure about that. It need to be at least 18 or something. Yeah, it, it is 18. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, in Sweden, it's quite normal. Like, if you have small amounts, you can go to your parents and like yeah. get an account set up in their name and just try to get started a little bit. But mm-hmm. that's of course not like it's very individual how you're relation is to your parents. Mm, okay, I see you. Um, like already uh, the the path we've taken um, throughout <laughs> throughout this episode. Like we've talked pretty much about everything we planned already. Um, we've talked about um, you and your path and how you ended up um, in finance. We've talked about tips. Um, on especially for beginners on how they get started um, about education how the lack of basic knowledge within the field from an early age on like let's say high school um, that really throws those back and um, oftentimes uh, makes us start um, um, you know, learning about investment and finance very late on our own once we start realizing how important that is, which is often in our 20s. Um, and that's already, it's not too late, but it gives us uh, a worse start. That's for sure, compared to if you go ready for it when you're 19, 20. And we've talked about the different types of um assets you can go for um you know let's say it's stocks let's say index funds we got precious metals um there's also real estate we haven't talked about that because it's not your specialty but that's another uh, very interesting field um that you know i'm personally for example uh, quite interested in and um they all are very uh, really? generally I didn't know that night. What? Did you say, say that again? Did oh, you... it, it was very delayed, the audio. Sorry. Oh, it's delayed. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know you were into property. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested yeah, in it. Very delayed. It's yet, like but, four um, seconds. I'm, I'm planning on doing that. The thing is, it's, it's a whole nother world. And there's so much to learn about that. And it's so much harder to start there. You need such a higher um, capital right away to get even started. So uh, it's not an easy, it's not an easy move in. 
uh, I feel like it's really hard to start there. But once you're in, I feel like yeah, you get rolling pretty well. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we did uh, quite well run there. Um, you, you gave us a few, uh, you know, tips and some practical ones as well on how you would um, start investing with a very low budget. Um, one of the key tips I take away from this today is start investing rather than, um, you know, getting away from the idea that you need to move in a lot of money right away. And it's rather about uh, being steady and um, having a continuous investment, even if it's small, um, as it will grow exponentially over time. Like, let's say you start investing at 18. Once you're 30, you've been investing 13 years, 12 years, sorry, already. In that time, you will have learned so much. You, will, you might have started, mid, let's say, 10 euros a month. But after two or three years, you get a job or you finish your degree and you start earning way more money and you bump that up to 50 to 100 a month and you start growing like that, right? Um, so I do find all, all these aspects we have talked about very useful. And I think people need to hear this uh, more and more. They don't have to do this, but they definitely should take it into consideration and give it a thought. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not sure investing is for everyone. I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> like, you know, not no, everyone probably, has patience not. or, you know, the dedication or even the interest in, in learning yeah. that and, you know, spending time. But um, I feel like most people would benefit from it and actually wouldn't mind going down that path if they knew, you know, the, um, all the different aspects that brings that to the life, you know, the different benefits it has. Yeah. And it's not just like the end result, but that is the most important thing. Like if you're saving for your pension, it's not just the pension itself that is important. It It is also like, if you have a job that you are not satisfied with, you're really not liking it, mm -hmm. then you do have the ability to to get, find another job and like be unemployed for a few months. The ability to do these things are like, I would say, like the most important things mm. because you will feel a freedom in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you it makes you financially more independent. Not you, you, if you have that kind of saying that, that sort of passive income, you you are not relying as much as much on your regular income you get from your job. Let's say, right? So yeah, it, it, it's it's like you're not sitting on the street once they fire you, right? <laughs> and so it gives it gives you this room again. And if you no, feel like for a long time, um, and you you know, let's say you fire or you get fired, you know, you can get 
you can give yourself a few months, half a year, a year to look around, maybe change, shift, whatever, start your own business, invest in your business, you know, through the other investments you have. So that money can work for you so much in so many different ways. Wait, wait. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely think that like if if you have the ability to to save and, and stuff, uh, you, you definitely should. Like even though in your situation right now, you may be sorry, sorry, you may be comfortable you and you, you may stop sorry, Andreas, would everything you, you mind? Yeah. Uh, repeating that for a second yeah like <laughs> i didn't hear oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the thing is is that you can be comfortable with the situation today mm-hmm. even though you are like satisfied with your job you, you have quite a good income yes. and everything is fine today then you should not take that for granted for the future as well yeah because think Things can happen, you know. You can get a new boss. You can, you, your company can be bought by another company, and mm-hmm. you get like all uh, your your work is like changed. Uh, yeah, and then you might much can happen. Happen with that situation, and you might may want to fire yourself, you know. Yeah, but not <laughs> or, only that, but. Also, maybe your your uh, spendings can increase any moment. Uh, let's say you find I don't know you're single, right? And you find a girlfriend. Boom, that's a lot. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> or you oh, want to yeah. get married, or maybe you you know your girlfriend gets pregnant. You're gonna um, start a family, or you want to go for a bigger house, and a thousand things. You can yeah. you you can have an accident, and then you lose your job because of that and you have a lot of bills to pay for the hospital. So there are a lot of things that can happen and it's a way of preparing yourself for um, any kind of scenario that might happen to you. Exactly. Uh, and like, it is not a burden to have a savings account. You, mm. you, you will not be, you, you will not think that it's a bad thing when you have it. Yeah, I see. Definitely not so. You just get started, and even if you are comfortable with your situation, you you should do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I would love to. Well, we're getting towards the end of the episode, and before we end it, I would love you to share with you with the listeners um, some some places, some social media links, some website uh, you would like to share with them where they can maybe check out something um, they should read, maybe something uh, they should, you know, um, watch, or maybe where can find you, ask you questions if they might have some. Yeah, so for, for like, uh, on the English, uh, I would say like the, the most basic things and like the most, the, the most like, wisdom things you you can have is like go watch warren buffett on warren buffett okay and he will yeah and he will he will explain like every basic thing Mm -hmm. you mean like one of his books it's not a bad thing uh yeah you can read like 
there is like books written about him, but there's also like he's done a lot of like interviews and speeches. So okay. and he explains like how you can start investing and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what mentality you should have. So that that would be a first step. And then I would say like go and read like something else that doesn't just tell you to buy an index fund. Mm-hmm. Go and read like how you can find specific stocks maybe and that will like spur your interest more mm-hmm. than just having an account. Okay. So start with Warren Buffett. Okay. For those of you well I mean he's very famous, but for those of you don't know Warren Buffett, like one of the most well-known investors uh, in the U.S. Uh, you know that's ever lived. So <laughs> should check him out. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's one of the like wealthiest person person in on earth, right? I don't know if it's like top five or something like that. I, I think Jeff Bezos is yeah, to top five he is, but he's not the richest person, but. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is one, like first, but like he's right, right there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that, that that that's a good merit to have. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates, and then Warren Buffett or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's right up there. Uh, how about your your personal? Um, how how can people reach out to you if they you know they want to ask you about you know finance question? Yeah, I'm quite open. So, like, write to me on Facebook, or you can you can email me, whatever. Okay, great. How how do they find you? Just Andreas Blitberg, or uh, Andreas Blitberg, uh, and they should be able to find me like on Facebook or okay, on Facebook. Great. Uh, I don't have Instagram, so not Instagram. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sadly realized that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or or LinkedIn as well. That that that's just fine. Okay, nice. Uh, I'll definitely uh, link everything up on um, the episode itself and all social posts I do. There, you will find you'll be able to find um, his Facebook account, his um, uh, his uh, LinkedIn account, and email. So you can feel free to reach out to him and you know uh, get your questions solved. Um, before we end this, I I tend to. I want to ask you how, what creativity as this, as the creative cast is all about creativity and how that translates for everyone. Uh, what does creativity mean to you and how do you apply it? Well, for, for me, cre- creativity was like the first thing when, when I like changed this high school subject to mm-hmm. economics, mm-hmm. that was like, that was that was the first step for me with creativity and like try to think out of the, out of the box okay. but, but but also like in finance in, in future it's definitely a lot of creativity needed with like because in finance you cannot just invest in things that already has been like hyped and you, you know like bitcoin mm-hmm. it, it, it's not very creative of me to invest in Bitcoin right now because it's already so hyped. If I found this five years ago, that would be quite creative investment. But yeah, I, I'm not saying like cryptocurrency is a bad investment or anything, but 
yeah, but but you, you should think out of the box, like that's creativity. Okay. Okay, so seeing new new ways of doing things, um, new forms of investment, and being ahead of the game, no way. Yeah, and also like searching for jobs abroad and not just look at Sweden. For me, mm-hmm. that that's it's quite a creative move to look outside the borders. And I think more should definitely do that if they have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I, yeah, I like I like your way of um, understanding um, this concept. I I do uh, to a certain level. Um, share that understanding with you like i can't like for me it's, it's it's sort of there you know it's it's um getting out of your comfort zone which i like to call it like that but it's the same thing uh, and it's just um sometimes being a bit ballsy and you know going uh you know just being brave no way don't don't be ruled by by your fears, yeah, that's important. <laughs> you know, just do what you really want to do, right? Um, cool. I appreciate that a lot. Is there any last thought, idea, concept, story you might want to share with us that we haven't talked about that would give this a nice finish? Um, well, the thing is, is that you should try to for the listeners you should really try to like challenge yourself and like finish things and you will get into a like positive spiral because if you do things and you do succeed with it you will boost your like self-confidence and that's a good thing because you will do more things with higher self-confidence so try to like get things done and like do things out of your comfort zone. Okay. That, that's a takeaway I want to put. <laughs> okay, nice. I appreciate your words. Uh, I'm really thank you, uh, thankful to have you to have had you here today. Thank you for your time and being brave to be part of this show. Uh, I really appreciate. Yeah, it. it's not my mother tongue, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I really appreciate your. Yeah, you're, you've been a great interviewer and I oh. really appreciate you having me on your show. Yeah, I, I, I was, it was definitely a pleasure. I had, uh, had a blast talking with you. Um, I'm, I'm happy we, we managed to uh, survive the cuts and breaks from the internet. <laughs> but we still managed to, to oh, yeah. do this. Um, again, yeah, thank cool. you so much. I hope to see you soon again, uh, hopefully in person. I wish you all the all the best of luck with Thank your you. masters if you happen to to get in and to do it. Um, I'll hear f- more from you soon. I'm very sure about it. Um, I'm Lucas, and this was a creative cast.